Welcome back to another episode of Premature Imagination. I'm your DM, Zach, and let's reintroduce our three players. First up, we have Jay. Hey guys, it's Jay. I play the human wizard, Dr. Drake Lamore. Thanks for tuning in again. We have Anthony. Hey, it's me, Anthony. I play... Um, I almost said Dr. Mickey O'Rourke, uh, <laughs> which is not any any kind of right. Um, I play the halfling bard, Mickey O'Donovan. And we have Arya. Hey guys, it's Arya. I play Thaddeus Stone, the half-orc paladin, about to square up with the Goliath. Last time you got into a heated argument over whether or not to spare the life of the Violet Dragonborn. It seemed like you guys were going to let him go. Tubbins was carrying him towards the vehicle when Thaddeus stopped him and cast Zone of Truth. He questioned the Dragonborn and learned that this was a grudge that would not soon be forgotten. Thaddeus kind of tricked Tubbins into looking away and killed the Dragonborn, still resting in Tubbins' arms. That's exactly where we'll pick up. Uh, and just to clarify, Thaddeus, you used your maul to deliver the finishing blow to this Dragonborn's head, correct? That is correct. And uh, I just want to know, what, what's your current stats on your maul? It should be, uh, its base is 1d10 plus 1, and then whatever you say is the extra blood damage. Thaddeus, after you deliver this strike, I mean, you'd already been feeling it kind of building up, you know, as you've been uh, just smashing apart these dragonborn. You feel your maul resonate with you in, in such a way you've never felt before, and it's becoming attuned to you, Thaddeus, and I want you to up the damage to 1d12 plus 1. Ooh, baby! That stone getting an upgrade. So Tubbins is standing there, holding uh, this blood-dripping corpse in his arms, and he slowly turns his head and looks down. His eyes widen, he starts breathing intensely, but he doesn't really react. He, he remains silent, and he just stands there, just kind of staring down. And after a moment, he slowly walks over to that grave that's already been dug. He gently places the Dragonborn's corpse inside the grave, and then he goes and he grabs the other two corpses and does the same with them. His eyes look intense, and the muscles beneath his mottled skin uh, are quivering. And it looks like he's very upset, but doing his best to contain his emotions. And he just stands there at the grave, uh, remaining silent. I'm gonna walk over to him, and I'm gonna place a hand on his shoulder, and I'm gonna say, That was real good of you, Tum Tubbins. You know, I thought you were gonna freak out from that, but you really showed some uh, maturity there. And don't worry about it. You know none of this blood is on your hands. And I start walking away, and then I turn back and I say, oh, except literally, because there's blood on your hands. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then I walk back to the to Dr. Drake. Tubbins remains silent. He just continues to look down. He, he contains himself. You can see he's brimming with anger, but he doesn't respond to you, Thaddeus. I was going to nod at Thaddeus and be like, you did what you had to do. I respect it. We tried to give him a chance, but... What you gonna do? Um, well, yes. I was gonna say Mickey shoots a glare over at Thaddeus, um, and then he goes over to kind of comfort Tubbins. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you also could have handled that better, but <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, as you're comforting Tubbins, um, I don't know. Give me a give me a taste, or what are you saying to Sing him? Sing him a song. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna be playing like soothing uh, lute sounds, you know, and then I, I'm gonna like stop for a moment and kind of like pat him on the thigh. Uh, he kind of looks up at you, uh, and you see his eyes I mean, are kind of like welling up. You mean up. way down. He looks way down at me. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I meant that in like, he was already looking down, so he tilted his, he tilted, uh, his head up. Yeah. But Mickey, he, he tilts his head up and looks down at you. 
you can see his eyes are welling up with tears a little bit, but he's trying to hold it back, and he just says, Mickey, you have shovel in your pack? Yes, I do. And I, I, I'll take it out. Um, and I will, I will look directly at Thaddeus, and I'll say, Thaddeus, shovel, help. It's okay, Mickey. I do. And uh, Tubbins takes the shovel from you, Mickey, and he starts filling in the grave. And while he's doing that, the the gnome, the the gnomish engineer, the woman that you guys had saved, she kind of like motions over to you guys like quietly as not to disturb Tubbins uh, for you to come over to her. I walk over. Yeah, we'll go over. Well, before Tubbin finishes, uh, I want to walk over to him and just say like like quick little dialogue. So I walk over to Tubbins and I like ask him if he, hey, do you want to have, we could have like a little mini funeral real quick. You know, we could have Mickey play like a little cliche funeral song. You could say a couple of nice words if that'll make you feel a little better. We do, Drake. We do. Okay. Thank you. Okay, don't finish. We're going to go talk to this lady. Keep doing this. And I'm going to go walk back to the lady. Uh, you walk over and uh, very quietly she starts talking to you guys and she says, look, you guys, you did the right thing. You, you did what needed to be done. These syndicates are evil. They would kill me, you, and anyone else who gets in their way in a heartbeat. Now, you guys said you were spies. Like, wh what do you mean? Who are you spying for? Well, we wouldn't be very good spies if we told you, would we? If we told you, we'd have to kill you. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> uh, but just to clarify, I mean, I think if you were good spies, you probably wouldn't have told me you were spies. But let's let's move beyond that. Wait, that was um, that was this guy. <laughs> Look at that. He's, <laughs> he's not a good spy. <laughs> he can be of great help to us. I like him. He has an honest face. Thaddeus, you said? I'm Faye. And she uh, she puts out a hand to greet you, Thaddeus. What's, What's her name? To you, Faye. Oh, Faye. Uh, my name is Faye. Faye Blackfoot. Pleasure to meet you all. I shake her hand. Certainly the enemy of my enemy, and certainly my rescuers, are my friends. I, I don't know why you're here. I mean, you said you're here to spy on the Tinker Syndicate, is that right? That's the one. Something like that. And apparently it looks like you have a little bit of a vendetta against the Violet Dragonborn. I mean, you just murdered three other people. Well, we were trying to save you. That just oh, that just kind of that just kind of happened. Do you do you have like people that you work with, or do you just work by yourself? Or? Right, I do. Uh, my goal, my whole goal throughout my entire life, I've traveled through so much adversity and so much hardship to come to this city to reunite with my family, and my goal throughout my life is to give this city back to the people, to create a republic. Now, if you're working against one of the syndicates, maybe we can help each other. We're working. What could you, yeah, oh. what could you offer us if, we're, if you're saying we could help each other? She reaches into her utility belt and takes out a blank card and a pen, and she writes something on it, and she hands it to you, Drake. And it reads, Blackfoot Repairs and Custom Orders, Faye and Cyrus Blackfoot. And at the bottom is an address, and she says... I'm a very talented engineer. If you need any type of work done, I can do it for you, labor free of charge. I still gotta charge you for parts, cause well, I'm not made of money here, but I'll do the labor free of charge. And maybe you can help me taking down some of these syndicate heads. Before you go, um, what about these parts in this car thing? This moving wagon, how much are these worth? How much could these make? Could you make me a glider and some bombs? Glider. <laughs> uh, you you want to salvage it for parts? Is that what you're talking? Fuck me? yes. She laughs. She says, oh, "Man, you got an eye for money, don't you?" Well, I'm sure there's a uh, there's a Casperite disc in there that's worth quite a pretty penny. You want me to 
get under the hood and try to take it out. As soon as she said money, Mickey was over there like pulling shit off. He doesn't even know what he's going for, but he's just tearing it apart as, as much as he can. Like wedging his rapier in places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, whoa, 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 hold on there. Come on, you don't know what you're doing. Let me, let me take care of this. And uh, she slides under the hood of the vehicle and she spends a minute under there tinkering. She takes out some other tools from her belt and she comes back out and she's holding this disc. It looks like a, a silver disc with a chunk of this prismatic ore. It's this like black ore with um, shining uh, speckles of gold, yellow, green light in it. And she shows it to you guys. And she says, this is a Casperite disc. It's worth quite a pretty penny. Now I can take this with me and uh, use it for you later, or you can have it. I mean, it's up to you. What, uh, what can you do with it? Well, this one is uh, designed for transmutation magic and force magic, which is what propels the vehicle right there. So, I mean, what I could do with it, I could make a, I could make a type of vehicle for you. I could make something that could transmute certain types of materials. I could, um, well, what are you looking for? I think we're all looking for an upgrade in the weapons department. I see. That might be better left for some other devices. Uh, she refers to the card again, and she says, Look, guys, my shop is, is secret, okay? It's built underneath a warehouse in the business district. If you go to the address, you go into the warehouse, stomp your feet to the rhythm of Nomishman Matter, and someone will be there to get you, okay? Okay. I see, you know... All right, uh, out of character. Mickey, you know, you know the yeah, rhythm. You okay, cool. Know that cool, 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 cool. You know the rhythm to Nomishman Matter, Mickey. You're right. no bard. <laughs> I'm a oh, halfling. No, you're a halfling bard. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, please, sounds please perfect. Do not, do not tell anyone else. I'm begging you. Do not tell anyone else, any of the syndicates, any, anyone you meet about my shop, because they'll, they'll come get me. I'm trusting you because you saved my life. Please don't let anyone else know. Don't worry, Faye. If uh, you hold on to our secret... We'll hold on to yours. But I do have a question for you. Yes. That uh, material you have there, you said it can help things move faster? Oh, uh, yes. Oh. Certainly. See, I have these magical stockings that allow me to move faster. Do you think you could upgrade them somehow? I might be able to work something out for you. This interests me very much. I don't want to use it all up for myself, though, if my comrades can think of something they can use it for. I'm all ears. Would you be able to make my um, crossbow, I'm not even, like, pulling out my loot, fire maybe uh, two arrows in six seconds? Uh, she, she holds up the disc and she says, This ore in the middle is extremely potent, extremely magical, and you don't even want to know the things a gnome like me can do with it. So to answer your question, oh yeah. I look at, I look at Thad and I smile, and I kind of, like, go for a high five, but it's more like a low five. Like a Hypothetically, knee. if I wanted to bring people back from the dead, could that do that too? <laughs> Hypothetically. Oh, that's a good joke, Drake. Right, that's funny, right? None of that's us would like ever that? bring things back from the dead. No, yeah, uh, hypothetically, of course. That's hilarious. Wait. <coughs> the the gnomish wonder workers who, who utilize this material, they've made great strides in its, you know, in its uh, abilities, but I... I don't think anyone's come that far yet. Whoa, okay. Faye, Sorry. This was Good all just know. a joke. You don't have to get all serious. Now, I might have to kill these people if I see them. What did you say they look like? 
I, I, I wave, I wave, I wave my hand between them and just be like, don't worry about it, he jokes around. Um, he's a, he's a riot, he's a laugh riot. But more about, so, it, could you accomplish these things for me and Thaddeus with that same piece of material? I, I'll only be able to make one device with this. If you can supply me the gold, I can order more parts and do the labor free of charge. Alright. I say we take care of that later, when we get to her workshop. Yeah. I kind of want to, um... Is there any way to roll a D3? Oh, I guess there's a D6. D Thad, do you want to play rock, paper, scissors? Mickey, you know, I think you could really use a boost to your fighting ability, so why don't you take <laughs> this one? I'd really use, uh... I'd really be able to use a stronger hand next to me on the field. Not that you're not strong. I just want to see you reach your full potential. Okay. That Thaddeus burn is like an honest burn. I feel like <laughs> so. I feel like there was there was a ha there was a backhanded compliment there somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh, I tap Mickey on on his back a little too rough, and uh, I say, Mickey, it's no problem. You use this to make yourself uh, a better bowsman. A bowsman. Sure, he says that. Thaddeus says that. Uh, <laughs> That's what it says. It says bows on the side of my loot. B O S E. <laughs> better bowsman. And uh, next time we get an upgrade, you uh, let either me or Drake hold on to that one. Yeah, I agree. I say you really have to be more useful, Mickey. You really got to start pulling your weight around here, man. You know? I. Mickey, uh, she turns to you and she <laughs> says, uh, still holding the, the disc, and she says, Well, uh, I'm going to be on my way soon, but if you want me to take care of this uh, crossbow for you. I mean, did you have a model you want me to start working on now or you want me to make something for you for scratch? Uh, what are you looking for? I, I hold up my loot and I say, um, this is my baby. This is Gloria. She's a bit of a diva, but she's also dangerous. Now, do you need to take this with you or can you... Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Um... <laughs> Mickey, or you can come by the shop separation yourself, anxiety. but uh, you'll have to wait longer for it to be finished. Mickey's gonna hand uh, hand the um, the Mickey's gonna hand over Gloria, and he's gonna he's gonna pull out um, his his backup, which is a kazoo. She opens up one of the uh, satchels on her uh, waist, and she stretches it out really large and uh, like unnaturally large, and she just kind of like shoves it in, and it just like disappears into her satchel. And uh, she closes it back up and she says, I think this should only take me about 24 hours to complete these modifications. So one day's time, stop by my shop. All right. Yeah. Thank you. But I've changed my mind on Look, the kazoo. Guys, it's, it's a harmonica. I, I want it to be a harmonica. <laughs> no, I, I like the kazoo, though, because it's like it could be like a blow dart kind of thing, you know? I be Wait, Mickey, did you ask for something else? <laughs> what? I was saying I have a backup instrument so I can cast spells uh -oh. still. <laughs> oh, okay. Cast spell game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. By the way, that entire time that they were talking, I was just looking at Drake as if I just ate something really sour because of that comment he made about Mickey needing to pick up his weight. Oh, what do you mean? Because you're like, you need to, you need to do more work. And I'm just looking at you like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> that whole conversation. <laughs> hey, you're the one that said he had to step up his combat ability, man. I was just like, yeah, dude. Well, I've lost hope for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need more than just a crossbow upgrade. To... <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go uh, talk to Tubbins and then move into the city. Yeah. Let's, let's bury these people and get over with. Right. Uh, you guys have never been to Primonian before, right? The city? I've heard stories. Yeah. I'm a bard. So I would suggest you enter through the southern gate 
It's controlled by the Tinkers. I really wouldn't suggest you entering through one of the Violet Gates. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of worried about this whole situation here. Is it because we're I'm covered in Dragonborn blood? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to skedaddle. I got my own way into the city, but look me up. All right, definitely. Uh, she scampers off into the long yellow grass and uh, disappears after a ways of running through. And you guys uh, approach Tubbins, who is about halfway done filling in this grave. I'm, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to help him. Oh, oh, wait, you gave away your loot. Shit, we were supposed to play some funeral music, man. He has you a gotta kazoo. Start playing. I have, yeah, I, start... yeah, I have a harmonica. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna start singing like just. I'm gonna Drake's gonna try and sing like Amazing Grace or something, just like. That's <laughs> <laughs> more like a trumpet, but fuck it. Yeah. I think I'm going to the That's wrong Star song. Wars. Yeah, I know. Fuck, I can't even. I can't <laughs> remember a, a dirge. Shit, I'm off my game. Drake should start saying. Uh, in the galaxy, far. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had to take this seriously, yeah. guys. Tevin's gonna hate us. Um, yeah, no, uh, no. You guys, you do, you do a little uh, funeral procession, a little kind of makeshift uh, funeral performance as Tubbins finishes uh, filling in this grave, and uh, he finishes. He's got dirt all over him. Uh, he looks pretty sweaty, pretty, uh, pretty upset still. But uh, he finishes, and he looks towards you, Mickey, and he says, Okay, Mickey, what plan now? What we do? We're gonna find our way into the city. Now, I was gonna put on these stilts, but considering all of you are tall as shit and we're going to a gnome side, I think we need a shorten uh, in our group. So, yeah. okay. I mean, I'm sure they have other people besides just, like, dragonborns and gnomes in there, too. Alright, guys, uh, here's the scene. Uh, you got this vehicle that's been uh, partially scavenged, you have this grave dug in the middle of the field that's been uh, filled. Uh, there's still blood and uh, like battle signs all over this area. Uh, Thaddeus, you still have about a dozen steel-tipped arrows sticking out of your chest. Uh, and you're just kind of like, you know, the, I guess the bleeding has mostly stopped. But you still got these arrows sticking out of you. And is there, yeah, uh... Uh, how are you guys... This is what I'm asking. How are you guys gonna proceed into the city and you also have your beasts of burden who are you know with you i think we're gonna take those because we can't use the car anymore can we it's yeah it's we got gave the... away the thing so um yeah. is it it's mostly made of wood right what the car the vehicle oh no it's made of iron oh okay um i just say we hop on the hop on the donkeys and just ride in to the tinker side what are they gonna say like we're here for the fight i think we should find a body of water and clean ourselves up a little bit oh yeah we're still bloody. that's also a do good i have idea. a spell for that i think i have a spell for that i'm gonna take the arrows out of me just gonna rip rip them out stone-faced thaddeus stone-faced i'm gonna walk over to thaddeus and i'm gonna be like oh arrows i need those and i'm gonna pull one out of your chest <laughs> <laughs> thank you mickey <laughs> uh, thaddeus and mickey as you start removing those arrows the wounds reopen you know they were kind of plugged in the reopen and thaddeus you're starting to bleed out and you're going to start taking damage soon because you're losing a lot of blood here, man. Right. Okay. I'm going to walk over and do some doctor stuff, pull out my med kit and be like, you couldn't have waited two seconds, boy. Like, goddamn. <laughs> and I start like, you know, applying pressure and cleaning up the wounds. All right, let's do one of those one of those cool things we sometimes do in D&D. &D. What's that? Roll. The, roll a D20. Oh, can someone... Uh, I got you. Me? I got okay. you. It's been like a month now. I still don't have dice. Okay. 18. Uh, all right. Mickey, let's go with that. Mickey got you. <laughs> 
Drake, you patch him up, you get gauze and uh, bandages wrapped all around his chest. Uh, I guess probably underneath his chainmail. And Thaddeus, you don your chainmail back on, but you still got these puncture wounds throughout your armor. Uh, you probably might want to get some new armor soon. I'm gonna. Uh, and, I'm gonna assist yes. by casting uh, using mend on his armor. Okay, nice. Uh, yes, Thaddeus, the holes in your chainmail are patched up with mend, and uh, you guys are ready to head off. Uh, you're still pretty much covered in blood, though. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't have a spell. I, I thank I both of my friends for helping me out, and uh, I'm going to ask them if they're injured at all. Um, Thank you for asking, but I think I'm good. I don't think I took any damage. Neither did I. I took so Thaddeus much damage. Thaddeus was standing in the way. <laughs> I took so much damage. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's what you're here for. <laughs> I'm going to use 20 of my healing points on myself, if that's possible. It says you touch can a take creature. A, we can take a short yeah. rest and you can use your hit die. You have eight. Yeah, let's do that. You can use lay on hands on yourself. Okay, let's uh, let's take a short rest, find a body of... Is there, Can we see a body of water or some shit? Or like, uh, you see these long flowing plains with yellow grass for as far as you can see. Uh, the other things you'd seen were kind of stuff you'd seen from the air, like smoldering crevices, steel beaming lining the countryside. You don't see any bodies of water. I have a flask of whiskey. I take a <laughs> swig of the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, wait, have I, have I drank before in this campaign? I don't remember. I maybe. I don't think so. I just assume you drank before, like at some point in your life. As Jay drinks from a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Drake, he appreciates a nice, nice, fine Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm drinking, like, <laughs> ale and shit like that. So I'll take a swig of the whiskey, and I'll be yeah. like, whoa, oh, that was my first time drinking some strong liquor. That was uh, pretty nice. You mind if I uh, take another swig? Uh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> I take another swig. Oh, that's, that's some good stuff. You know what would be a good idea? I'm going to get this blood off me somehow. I'm going to start rolling in the grass and start getting it off of me. Are we finding out that Thaddeus is a lightweight? <laughs> I'm 14. <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> so I'm going to go roll around in the grass trying to get blood off of me. You're 14 years old. I'm like 14 inches tall. <laughs> Thaddeus, you start rolling around in the grass, and uh, the blood isn't coming off. You're just picking up uh, lots of dirt and uh, just, like, grass clippings. And, yeah, it's just all getting stuck okay. to your body. I'm going to grab point. more dirt and rub it over the blood to try to cover it up. Okay. Um, Does that work? You're kind of covered in this mixture of blood and dirt that kind of dries and it's kind of hard to tell now. It, it almost looks like red, really dark red clay at this point. What are the seats um, in the car made out of? Uh, fabric. I'm going to cut up one of those and I'm going to uh, soak it with, um, I imagine we have water. Like we have. You probably have a flask. Or like, yeah, some uh, skin of water. I'm going to, I'm going to soak it with that and just like hand it to Thaddeus. Just, just do this instead. <laughs> you look crazy. You look like boy. a crazy person. <laughs> Mickey, I know you're no doctor, but I gotta tell you, I always thought you were the brains of the group. And I grab the, the rag and start wiping myself. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move forward. Uh, you guys mount up on your beast of burden, on your two war steeds, uh, donkey and a pony, and start heading off towards the city, towards the southern gate, which Faye had told you was probably uh, your best bet of entering the city. 
Do I recognize this donkey? Does it look like Dougie in disguise? <laughs> I think we still have a unicorn tier now. We still have one. No, we don't. You do have one. We super. Sure. We super don't. Yeah, you have one. We super I, don't. I totally do because I tricked him into crying. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you, shit. you robbed him of one. That's true. I have a donkey tier. Oh <laughs> shit! So I we forgot need about that. By the way, for my flaws on Thaddeus, I added plus one towards alcoholism. So once that hits like ten, I'm gonna call him a full alcoholic. Okay. Nice. Just because you nice. took a sip of something? Or? It was his first sip of whiskey, and he really liked it. <laughs> that, oh that is a t- heading down a steep trail. Uh. As a reminder, your marching orders are to work your way up the ranks of the Tinker Ticket Syndicate. Keep in mind, uh, keep your eyes open for intel that could help you recovering the Veracity Bridge, and wait for Neller to make contact. Those are your marching orders. So you guys are now approaching uh, the city of Pre. You're finally uh, nearing the city gates. The city has 20 feet high copper walls. As you come closer, you can tell that a segment at the top of the wall is rotating around the city at a high speed. On both the east and west ends of the city, there are networks of silver spires, each consisting of a double helix that reaches towards the sky. At the peak of each spire is a large glass sphere. Also near the east and west ends of the city are external fortresses that have rows of steel beaming leading out of them and into the country heading northward for as far as you can see. You come to the eastern gate. There are three human men and a gnome who motion for you to stop. The gnome has a metallic backpack strapped to him and the three men are wearing light chainmail with dual rapiers at their waist. Uh, there's a wanted poster hung up at this crossing that reads, By order of the Tinker Tinket Syndicate, Faye and Cyrus Blackfoot are wanted dead or alive, 1,000 gold each. And there's a picture of two gnomes. One of them is the gnome that you just saved, Faye. The gnome in front of you hops off a stool he was lounging on and addresses you. All right, what the, what's your purpose here? Let me see your papers. I'm just going to start, uh, by the way, walking up here. I have my afro on, and I've just been like doing like punching moves, like drills and stuff. I just do that all the time. Because I'm, like nice. I'm a fighter. Because I'm a fighter. Yeah, I yeah. just shadow box all the time. Of course. We were given papers, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's your job, manager. I'm over here fighting. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah exactly. I don't touch papers. I touch I'm just in, I'm just. I'll just be like in front of you, like doing like one, two, one, two. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> what do you mean? What are we doing here? I am here to debut this amazing fighter. What? What was? Uh, what were you? The one-ton Shogun? Yes. The One Ton Shogun! My, <laughs> name's, my arms up like Don't a forget <laughs> My name's Remy, Bo- Remy Bonaparte, um, and these are my associates. Um, what were you again, uh, Drake? You were the... Uh, the. I was the coach. Manager. Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought I was the coach. He was a manager. Yeah. I was like the boxing coach. This is what your uh, cover story was officially, was Draker the manager, Mickey's the promoter. Oh, he's the promoter. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oldie over there is the manager. That's our beautiful fighter. And I'm the man who keeps it all together by telling everybody about it with my beautiful voice. Oh, uh, excellent, excellent. I know we have uh, professionals in our midst. All right, well, uh, let me see your uh, fighting, your fighting visa then. You're going to need a fighting visa if you want to fight in the city. Did we get one of those too? Uh, no. You have your citizen papers, which you show to him. He looks them over and uh, approves them. But he says, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to need your fighting visa if you want to participate in our tournaments. All right. I'm going to level with you. We, uh, we've been touring for a bit. And we had a bit of a scuffle recently. A man was 
drank a little too much. He was in his cups, and he figured now he could take on our one ton shogun. Now it didn't go well for our man, or this man who was in his cups. Um, but his friend managed to nick our visa, the bastard, and he took off on well, a horse before we could get to him. Now, could you be no a pal? No problem. No problem. Don't sweat it. That's just gonna be twenty gold a pop. So I'm gonna need uh, 40, uh, 80 gold from each of you. I'm guessing you got uh, what? Two fighters and uh, manager and promoter. That's whoa, gonna be whoa, 80 whoa. gold. Whoa, Two fighters, two fighter visas. I don't need a fighting visa. I step up and be like, hold up now. I will give you 40 gold for two fighting visas. Look, boys, if you wanna fight in my city, in our city, you gotta do things our way. As our way or the highway, friends. So you can shell out your gold or be on your I'm way. Gonna, I'm gonna like. Touch my chest and touch his chest, and I'm gonna be like, "Boyo, boyo, we're both, we're both, we're both, you know, shorties. Short. <laughs> we, we know how the world really smells. It's, it's difficult for us. Come on, I, I, I'm trying really hard here. It's my first day on a job. Are you okay? Are you telling me you can't afford it? Cause look, if that's the case, I, I might be able to work something out. He looks over at your, uh, at your horses, and he says. I know a guy who will uh, pay a pretty penny for those horses. Look, I'll tell you what. You give me the four beasts of burden. I'll give you 150 gold and the visas. See, I walk over. Okay, can I? I walk over to him and I say, what you say? I pity the fuck boy that says I'm broke. I'm the one ton <laughs> shogun and I fight anybody who stands before me. Oh and I'm going to I'm gonna pull out a uh, 100 gold and I'm going to give that to yeah. him. I'm going to say, nah, I don't care how much it costs for me to fight anybody. I'm going to fight anybody and everybody, and I'm going to win all the money from all the fighters. I'm taking all the jaws and all the necks, and I'm dropping all the bodies in this city. So point me to the ring so I can make my way. Mickey's going to sleight of Damn. hand 100, or 50, 20 gold from that. So it's the No, it's not that easy. It's in the sack. He okay. hands it to him. <laughs> the gnome takes the sack, and he looks at you, Thaddeus, and he says, oh, Man, I'm going to keep an eye out for you in the fighting pits. I know where my money's going on. <laughs> Uh, and he takes it, uh, he takes out four, uh, black tickets. They're kind of like oversized tickets and he stamps on each of them, uh, fighting visa and he hands one to each of you. Okay. Mickey, cool. Mickey hides one where he hides things. And, uh, so you're not going to give him your, uh, beasts of burden. No, no, no. I'm actually gonna, I mean, do we need them though? Thing, totally. Like, do you still, do you guys need, do we need them for anything? We can just walk around town okay. now. I'd sell them later. But at the time, it helps our, our look because we're supposed to be high-profile um, fighting team here. Yeah, but we got, like, a donkey. That's not very, like... <laughs> well, no, one of us has a donkey. There's two war horses. I imagine one of those is holding up Tubbins' fat ass. Um, True. And yeah. one of them's holding up, uh, you know, the chunk of person called Thaddeus Stone. And then <laughs> you've got the donkey and I've got the pony. Okay. So we're, okay. We're, the, we're the, like, you know, the lower class. We help, uh, we help out, you know. By the way, I want to walk over to the guy, and by the way, I stick my hand out, and I say, what did you say your name was again, sir? Ah, oh, my name's Denny. Nice to meet you. Denny, it's a pleasure. I'm the one-ton shogun, and let me just say, I love the gnomish people. Now, you must be uh, a participant of the Tinker Syndicate, am I right? Oh, you know it. Oh, I do know it. Now, let me tell you something. I love me some gnomish people, because even though they are small in stature... <laughs> They are some of the toughest opponents I've ever fought, and I respect the resilience of them. And uh, let me just say, I just love your people, and I look forward to a good fight. You know who you sound like right now? 
I do I sound like uh I don't know how it happened, but the guy from House of Cards did I just You do sound that? like the guy from House of Cards. <laughs> did I just do that? You sound Ooh, like Kevin Spacey. Yes. Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. <laughs> How did you just fucking do that? I just, it just, it felt so natural. I had to do it. Got a bit of Louisiana in there. I know. Yeah. Oh that's man, that's funny. That, uh, that's 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 the one ton Shogun now. I, yeah, dude. Uh, the gnome, the gnome. He like he has mad respect. He salutes you. He gives you like a little gnomish salute. And he says, "I'm gonna keep an eye out for you, bar in the arena." And uh, you guys proceed into the city. I, I, uh, I kind of ride closer to uh that as we're as we're like trotting away and i say you know now we actually have to participate in the fights right <laughs> well we were gonna do that anyway right were we <laughs> well yeah that's fun okay <laughs> i mean i um i take 30 percent I'm gonna. I, I take forty percent. Once we like get away from like that guy and no one's really looking at us, I'm gonna tap the the boys on the shoulder. Be like, guys, wasn't that great? Did did I do such a good job? He was he was putty in my hands. We're gonna be in the Tinkerson in no time. Right on, <laughs> BA Baracus. You draw too much attention to yourself. Now he's like, now he knows your face too well. I'm a good. He's I'm a good fighter. In the, I'm a good fighter in these parts. You know, people better respect my face. <laughs> What's up with your voice, that is? <laughs> As you guys are passing through the gateway, uh, Tubbin saddles up to you, uh, Mickey, and he uh, kind of leans down and whispers, Mickey, Tubbins, don't remember his fighting name. You Help me. Help me, We'll Mickey. call you the Tub Thumper. Oh, okay. Tub, Tub Thumper. Easy to remember. Thank you. <laughs> is everyone okay with that? Was that was that what it was? I, f- I completely no, it was, what it was, too. Someone called out something. I don't think we ever landed on one. I think he wanted to be like rubber tub tubbins or some shit like yeah, that. Some tub garbage. Tub. <laughs> yeah, tub and tub yeah. tubbins. No. <laughs> Fuck all that I shit. like that, dude. Tub and tub tubbins. tubbins. <laughs> that's great. Except that's his real name, so it defeats the purpose. Sure. Yeah, so you guys pass through the crossing and head out onto a wide cobblestone road uh, that is a buzz with traffic. The most prevalent vehicles are these eight foot long uh, ladybugs scuttling around on spindly steel legs. So they're like, they're metal creatures. Uh, they're like scuttling around on spindly steel legs. They have drivers sitting on their heads holding two rods that resemble antenna. And their backs are hollowed out into roomy holes seating either passengers or supplies. Um, you you yes. say they're like metal creatures. Do they move like straight forward like, like a vehicle or do they kind of act like creatures that are being controlled? Do they look around or, or shudder at any point? No, they look like things that are being controlled. So they're they're yeah they're um like mechanical. Okay. They're fully mechanical. Yeah. So I figure if we if we can get alone with a few of any of these parked cars and take one of those discs that uh that our fair lady was talking about, we can come away with a lot of gold and some sweet items. If we just like rob all these cars that we see. Yes. It's not a bad and idea. And as actually. you guys, as you guys are proceeding uh, with your horses and donkeys and whatnot, uh, you're making your way through the streets. A half orc riding on top of a bulky bike that's kind of like themed like a moose. It has a moose's antlers as the handlebars and these like thick furred uh, seats. He comes zipping through the streets and he goes right by you, and your horses get scared and they buck up. And I need you to each make a animal handling check to keep control of your animal. <laughs> That's not gonna you work. Roll for me, Zach. Yeah, I'll roll for you and Tubbins. Oh 
Oh, I'd like to say, um, before we went through the checkpoint, can I retroactively have made my weapon invisible? Okay. I, I, I was, like, thinking about it the whole time, but people were talking, and then I forgot to do it when there was silence. All right. So you make your rapier invisible? Yeah. Okay. So what'd you guys get? Uh, Drake, you're good. You you get your pony under control quickly. Cool. Well, I got a four, and I know that my animal handling is a two, so six. And uh, I got a four, and I know my animal handling is a zero, so four. Rock and roll, roll buddies! <laughs> ah, fuck! <laughs> See, we should have sold the horses, man. Both the war steeds, uh, the one that Tubbins is leading by the reins and the one that Thaddeus is leading, uh, they freak out. They get spooked, and they buck uh, They buck out of control, and they manage to free, their, free themselves from the reins that you're holding on to, and they skirt out into the middle of the road. I'm going to make a fate roll against them. Get smashed by a ladybug. Yes. Really? That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Uh, a few of the drivers who are coming in pretty quickly on these scuttling ladybugs, the horses just run directly in their path. They get toppled. The ladybugs just trample them. They go straight over. Uh, the donkey also gets scared and tries running. I'm going to make a fate roll. Same thing happens to the donkey. <laughs> Your three, your three animals, besides the pony Drake is holding on to, are now laying in the road, uh, broken, broken and abused. Their legs are quite shattered. I, th I think my pony is like emotionally scarred at this point after seeing his friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna use minor illusion and make a uh, a dust cloud around um, the the ladybug thing that got crashed. Oh no, the ladybug, like this thing just trampled it, dude. How it big just trampled is it? it and kept going. How oh. big is it? It's eight it's eight feet long. It's made of like steel and iron. It just went right over. So it's like a truck, like a eighteen wheeler ladybug? Yeah. Uh. I mean not that big, but Okay. It's it looks bulky, it looks sturdy, and it hit the it hit the horse. The horse went down and it just kept going. Damn. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Well, uh, uh, I'll walk over. I'll walk over to the uh, to the horse that I lost. He's just like, <laughs> are they dead? I walk over to check to see if they're dead. Uh, they look to be quite injured, probably beyond recovery to ever be really worth anything. You said the pony didn't get crushed. Drake's pony is fine. That's the yeah. only one that's. I fine. thought Drake was on the donkey. On the you pony. just said Drake had the pony. No, dude. I said Drake had the donkey. I had the pony. Oh yeah, you're right. Because he has a Because a pony thing. wouldn't be able to support a full grown man. A donkey would. But a donkey Who gives, whatever does. I'm riding is fine. Who gives a shit? Well, I, my yeah, I mean come fine. on, man. Why are you breaking my balls? I don't my mean to be breaking fine. your balls. I'm just saying I didn't I, I said I said the different thing. <laughs> okay, well I think you switched it from what we originally agreed upon at the start to now, but whatever. That's why I'm getting confused. Okay. But um Because originally you were originally you were riding the donkey. When we first set out from the caravan. Okay, but where where did Drake manage to keep control of the pony? I did. Okay. Well, regardless, I'm just chilling yes. on my pony, and like you guys gotta take better care of your animals. <laughs> uh, yes, Drake is chilling on his pony, uh, and there's a crowd starting to form around. Like the traffic on the street has pretty much stopped after this accident just happened, and there's a crowd forming around. People are like staring at you guys, staring at these animals. Uh, you see, like, Violet Dragonborn and uh, gnomes and humans and all types of races are, like, forming around, starting a crowd. Do we have, like, uh, horse insurance or something? Is that a thing in D&D? &D? You do not have horse insur insurance. Yeah, we got to talk to Nellard about that. Is the something... orc on the bike 
still around <laughs> or the guy who hit our um hit our ponies. Nah, they both they both kept going. Well, hit I guess you boys everybody. are rocking. Let's well, go. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. I guess I'll walk over to the horses and uh, okay, in character. Now, uh, fellas, I, I'm sorry to say these horses look mighty beat. I don't think they'll ever be standing again. No, 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 no. You can't go full swing into Kevin's face. <laughs> That's, I'm in character. There's a crowd forming. I love forming. it, though. I There's a crowd really forming. It. I'm the one-ton gun, and this is how I speak. I wouldn't mind if that oh, spoke like this forever I, now. This is really cool. This is, I don't know. This kind of just happened. So. Okay. I'm sorry, boys. These, uh, <laughs> these steeds ain't never going to be walking again. We going to have to put them out of their misery. Is that okay with you? Mickey walks okay. over and puts uh, puts his rapier, his invisible rapier, through the head of uh, the donkey. Oh god! Yeah, people just kind of like gasp and like shudder as you like murder this thing with like an unseen force. People are just like staring, and now the crowd is getting even bigger and bigger. And you guys are drawing quite a bit of attention to yourself. I I, I look at the crowd and I say, "Where's the butcher?" Uh, someone yells out from the crowd. They say, I'm a butcher. You want me to take those off your hands? Yeah, how much? Oh, I mean, you're kind of causing a bit of a scene here. Can't I just help you out by getting them out of here? You want me to pay you to help you? Yeah, discount. It's street meat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give me a hand. Help me drag them to the shop. I'll, I'll pay you for the meat. All right. I walk over to my horse and I, I snap its neck with my bare hands. You do Can that. Can you do that? Sure, why not? He does. I uh, <laughs> I motion over to Tubbins like, do you want me to do it? Tubbins is like, dude, he's not looking good. He's just leaning over this thing, just staring at it and it's big, stupid black horse <laughs> eyes. And they're just making eye contact, Tubbins and the I horse. I close his eyes. He, he looks up at you. He looks up at you, making you says, "Please, Mickey, not two in one." Day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Boy, it. Tubbins. I'm gonna make a deception check. I'm gonna tell Tubbins. I say, um, "All right, Tubbins, I can read minds, and I don't usually do animal minds, but I read his, and he said he's happy for the time he spent with you." This is a freak accident, and this is how he wants to go. <gasps> okay, Mickey, I, make it fast. Do I have to, ro- he I don't looks have to a, roll? He turns away. <laughs> no, Tubbins trusts you implicitly. You don't have to roll against okay. him. Okay, I, uh, I I do it. I um, I just, like, right, right in the medulla, like with the rapier. All right. The the butcher calls over, uh, he calls over one of those guys on the uh, scuttling ladybugs, and he hands him a few coins, and you help him hoist these things into the backseat, like underneath a tarp, and you head on to his butcher shop, you help him unload them, and he says, all right, uh, I can give you, ah, uh, it's about 30 gold worth of meat here. Sounds about right. Did you see the motherfucker who hit us? Looked like one of the Grump's cabs to me. Because they owe us about 170 gold, it seems. I wouldn't go pursuing that if I were you. I mean, everyone knows you don't bring beasts of burden into the city. I think you might be at fault here, honestly. Well, well, what are we supposed to do? (laughs) 
I, we went <laughs> to the gate. Guy, we went to the gate. We argued about price, and no one said, "Hey, those are big old horses. They won't go well on the streets." We have big, huge fucking ladybug monsters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one said that shit. You'd think oh, that's, that's something luck, they would friend, mention but, uh, coming in here, man. Fuck. I would, you know, just let let it go. Let it go. Fuck, dude. I totally forgot. I'm a fucking horse doctor. Maybe I could have like save them you're not a horse you're not a horse <laughs> you aren't <laughs> you really are oh, whatever it could be you're super not bro <laughs> <laughs> he pays you a, a sum of 30 gold for the three uh dead animals and uh he asks you drake he says uh, do you want me to take care of the pony now do you want to it's yeah this is fresh meat though so i'm gonna need 20 gold for this the one. pony's not even dead it's still alive. Well, it's still walking. It's obviously been traumatized by this this happening. I am gonna so. jump up and smack you. <laughs> I'm just gonna. What, dude? We were gonna sell it anyway. I, no, we we. You guys take your pony uh, from this butcher shop, and uh, you go back out onto the street. The pony's walking very timidly. It's uh, it's kind of you. You really have to pull. Yeah, it, he Drake, knows to his days are numbered. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I thought that we were riding it for a second. When you said that they were out of control and ran out in the street, I thought we were just going to get, like, driven over, too. I don't know why I thought that's No, what I had imagined that you had uh, unmounted them and were leading them by the reins because it would be kind of hard to ride a horse in the city. So you're, you're, you go back out into the city streets. Uh, you see the same scene I described earlier. You see it looks like you're in the, the food district since you just came from the butchers. You see there's the like the grocer across the street. There's a few like stands selling fresh fruit and stuff. And you see the same scene of like these giant ladybugs uh, scuttling around. Other than that, you see one or two of these um, car-like vehicles you had seen out uh, roaming the streets. You see some people on like scooters, uh, scooter type vehicles. But that's pretty much the uh, the traffic that's going around here. What, what do you guys want to do? You're in the city. It's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, what do you want to do? I figure we have a few options. We're trying to get in with a crime syndicate. Maybe we should fit the, fit the bill uh, and steal one of these vehicles. One of these uh, strange insectile metal monsters. Or we could just walk to wherever we're going and that seems boring as fuck. I could uh, really go for one of those uh, those motor things, those motor horses that I be seeing. <laughs> Are you talking about the bikes, that is? That is the one. Guys, I have a plan. So I have a brand new spell that'll make whoever I cast it on see their worst nightmare. Okay. Now, if we can direct one of these cars into this alleyway all of a sudden... Because their worst nightmare is literally sitting in the road. Maybe we could grab one of these vehicles. Do we need one of these vehicles? Well, it's nice to get around. Also, we could play the savior. Uh, just just to remind you guys, if you're feeling like you're in the city and you're kind of like lacking information or direction, you can always do an intelligence check to try to remember what you had, uh, the information you had been told in your briefing from Zagat. I can also apply that in intelligence check to, like, the information that the Violet Dragonborn gave you before you killed him. Kind of, like, information about the Tinker Ticket operations. Or you can always be free to, you know, I want to find a random NPC that might know something about the city and talk to them. I'm going to make... just go, like, the, the tavern or something, like an inn or a pub. That's usually in D&D, &D, like, where you go, right? Yeah. 
I'd like to do a history check to see if uh, any specific stuff I might have known from my days in Doland. Okay. I'm gonna do one Should of we ask you like checks. a question specifically, or are you are we just expecting you to give us blanket information? Like, do we ask you something and then make a roll if we know it, or? Yeah, I, I would like you to ask me like a question. Okay. Did I hear anything about like uh, what areas of the city the crime rings meet up? I rolled like a thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay, Thaddeus, you know uh, from the briefing that Zagat had given you, you know that the uh, Tinkers control the southern section of the city, uh, the Violet Dragonborn control mostly the northern section. Uh, you know that their main operations are mostly based on the fighting rings, is where they get a lot of their money from gambling. Uh, you know that they make a lot of money um, extorting people for, like, uh, protection money, tax money, that type of thing. They also gamble on racing. They kind of control all the bars. They have, like, direct ownership of all the bars. Uh, does that help? Yeah, sure. I, uh, I look to my boys and I'm like, well, uh, uh, let's, not, let's not do that accent all the time. Well, I feel like we should get into some gambling since I got that proficiency in dice. And I love me some dice games. All right, I uh, I want to do an intelligence yeah intelligence check to uh, see if there's a way to get around if you don't have a vehicle or maybe a place to rent a vehicle, or ask a person. Sure. Which should I do? You could pick any of the above. I'm gonna do an intelligence check. <laughs> I get to re-roll that. Uh, I don't get to re-roll that though. I'm pretty sure my intelligence is a one. So that's a nine. Uh, Mickey, yeah, it's a pretty basic piece of information. You know, you remember you would ask the butcher who who was the guy that hit you, and you said it was probably someone from the Grumps Company. Uh, you know, you remember Zagat telling you there's a lot of different um, transportation companies in Pre uh, that basically run cab services. So a lot of these uh, ladybugs scuttling around, they're cab drivers. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Um gonna wave one down uh, a guy stops for you he's a human riding on top of one of these eight foot long uh metal ladybugs with a really thick frames they're painted a combination of black and red uh he stops he kind of pulls one of the levers he's holding on to and it comes to a halt all right need a ride grumps fez has the lowest rates in town where can i take you um take us to a denison we want to gamble my friend we're new in the town oh i can do closest one is fine with you absolutely Long as they're gnome folk, we like gnome folk. All right, can do. Hop in. All right, I uh, I tell the driver to make sure to watch out for horses in the road, man. <laughs> like Drake, what are you gonna do with your pony? I thought I gave it to the butcher. They no, your your teammates stopped you. Fuck, dude. Well, teammate, don't um, make that plural. Are we still by the butchers? <laughs> I motion to Tubbins. I'm like, <laughs> Tubbins, can you can you pick up the pony? Oh, <laughs> uh, Tobin's pick him up. I don't think Pony like that. <laughs> it's okay. He's like a big dog. Just uh, he's like a big dog. All right. Uh, Tubbins walks over to the pony. He uh, he puts a hand on it. He's gonna roll animal handling first to see if he can like soothe this creature. Man, Tubbins oh, doesn't good. have any animal handling. Tubbins puts a hand on the pony's head and starts stroking its its little short mane and like staring it in the eyes. And he's like, Tubbins, pick you up now. Relax. Can I assist by like casting like illusion on him to make him seem less intimidating? 
<laughs> nah, that's fine. You rolled pretty good on animal handling. Okay. Now he's going to make a strength roll. He puts an arm around the, the bottom of the pony, around its belly, and kind of like drags another one around its its haunch. And he, he struggles for a second. And he goes, oh, and he lifts it up a few feet off the ground. And he's like, oh, oh, he kind of stumbles back a little bit. And he's like, that is... Oh, someone help. I help I help him out immediately. Alright. Uh Thaddeus and Tubbins <laughs> get a hand on this pony and you guys Wait, wait, I'm gonna reduce the pony. I can't I'm I'm spacing out. I'm just gonna reduce the pony. Alright, you reduce it. You reduce it, and now Tubbins can easily carry it by his by himself. And you guys shuffle into the cart, and uh, Tubbins is cradling your pony for you, Dr. Drake, and you set off to the nearest inn. Uh you get there. Uh, it's about 4 p.m. in the afternoon now. Uh, the driver asks you for uh, five gold payment. Absolutely. I hand it to him right away. And uh, you get off. You see you're at an inn. It's called the Garish Tanker. It has black lettering uh, and a white sign that says the Garish Tanker. Uh, it has these real sleek uh, metal doors, metal and glass doors leading inside. And you enter. It has a very posh design. The room is lit by blue and purple lighting. There's some type of music akin to jazz playing in the background. And throughout the bar, there are silver-tinted tables that hover off the ground. Each table has a small control panel next to it. Uh, tending the bar is a gnome in a suit. Uh, the crowd in here is quite diverse, except there aren't any violet dragonborn. Most of the patrons are drinking large mugs filled with a thick, black, frothy stout. And there's also a young half-elf woman wearing latex that is walking between tables holding a platter of double shots uh, that are burning with a bright turquoise flame. Um, uh, in here, uh, you see, besides the what I already described, you see there's this, these like, kind of look like slot machines uh, along the wall that have a bunch of people like standing around them, like pulling levers and then uh, typing into these things that look like typewriters. And every once in a while, you hear some like noises, like bells going off and then coins slide out, gold coins slide out. Uh, on the other side of the room, there's a long table where a bunch of gruff looking men are sitting down uh, and you see them, they, they cheers uh, one of those thick frothy stouts uh, down it and proceed to have arm wrestling matches. And it looks like they're gambling, uh, the, the losers paying the winner. What do you guys want to do in here? What, what what do you want to do? I walk up to the bar, the bar. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Mickey, you should go promote Thaddeus at the arm wrestling thing for like fighting. You should go promote him. I do imagine that we should probably uh, go to the next episode. Not to. We are at time. I don't think uh, so. We, I mean, we have a good amount to cut out. I mean, we 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 were up to four minutes in the beginning, and I think we had like maybe one or two minutes. In the middle. No, we. I always find much more to cut up than that. You'd okay. Be surprised. Um. Um. Okay, but you might be right though. I just. I don't know if that's really a good stopping point. Well, we but, walk um, into the bar, we see all that stuff, and then next time. Okay. Next time on Premature Imagination, how will the gang fare in this new city without their trusty steeds and a tiny pony? <laughs> next time. See what happens. Terrible. Alright. Uh, stop. <laughs> Not your best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Hey everyone, it's your DM Zach here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Premature Imagination. We hope you enjoyed it. We're sorry about that kind of weird 
ending. Obviously, I didn't have a good place to cut for music to come in, so you get what you get. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, tell your friends. We really appreciate any support we get. Give us a rating review on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to keep this one pretty short. See you next time.